You're listening to Playback, a Variety iHeartRadio podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. This week we have director John M. Chu here to talk about his new film, his historic new film, in fact, Crazy Rich Asians. We talk about what the release of the first Hollywood film in 25 years centered on the Asian American experience means, and a whole lot more. So sit tight. This is Playback. It's not mine, but I wish it was. It's really it might buy one. I've used it in the past. Hmm. Been traveling. Yes. Where'd you get back from? I just got back from San Francisco. We were yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. We were in Chicago. Sure. I don't even know where. <laughs> yeah. I got married one week ago. So. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank where? you, thank you. Uh, in Napa. Oh, so lovely. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Uh, we saw last night was the first time we were like together since the wedding. Uh, wow! So <laughs> it's been spending my whole time here. Uh, <clears throat> it's got to be uh, high pressure to film a wedding like what you film in this movie and then go off and have oh, a wedding. Completely. My mom was like, "Why did you give all your ideas away?" I'm like, "No, I got more ideas. Don't worry." We had a forty. On our wedding, we had a forty-piece vocal choir, all ages, uh, g- girls ages eight to sixteen. They were beautiful. They wrote like they wow. they had this amazing song. They did. We had this uh, amazing uh, um, uh, African American singer from Hawaii that we met um, when we were there, who was just performing. He was busking on the side of a street, and we loved his voice. So he did. Our, he wrote a song for us for our first song. Um, we you had, did it up then. Yeah, we did it up. There's a lot of music. It was a lot of, was a lot of fun. There must be. I mean, you're, you're a big uh, dance fan. You've, you've talked I've had about all my that. friends are dancers, yeah. so <clears throat> they did some great – I did a surprise performance for her, and then she did a surprise performance for me. Uh, <laughs> and she did the robot, which was really fun, and she's super shy in that way, so for her to do that meant a lot. Awesome. So it was fun. You good back there? Yeah, I think so. I'll all right. One quick check, and then we're good. A couple more. Okay. This is like the slickest. You like it? Yeah, I really like this setup. <laughs> Should come into the studio, man. We've got a uh, we've got an actual podcast studio. Oh, nice. And okay. variety right. up the street. Thank you, man. <clears throat> Sweet. We're already going. Cool. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's dive in. Sure. Okay, everybody. I'm here with John M. Chu, the director of Crazy Rich Asians, which is about to make a whole lot of money. I'm going to go ahead and put <laughs> we, that out there. Thank you. We hope. We hope. <laughs> Thanks for doing my show. Really appreciate. Of it. Of course. Uh, this is a highly significant film, uh, and, and I'll get to all of that in just a moment. But before I do, let's just sort of set the table. This this is mm-hmm. based on uh, Kevin Kwan's book mm-hmm. about a uh, you know young Asian American woman who mm-hmm. is kind of like Meet the Parents in Singapore. I guess let's just put it that way. We yes. should probably cringe if you've ever. <laughs> I mean, do, do people put it that way? Like, like yeah, a little parents, bit. It's a, it's a very simple idea of an Asian American being uh, being brought to a wedding in Singapore for yeah. a boyfriend. She doesn't realize. He is from the wealthiest family of Singapore, so all his exes and socialites are after her. <laughs> so uh, it's a fun romp, but at the same time has like a, a strong message in, in the middle yeah. of it. So. Yeah. Well, tell me first, what was your first brush with this book? My, uh, I got an email.
email from my sister saying, hey, you got to read this book. Then I got one from like my cousin, then my mother, uh, who I didn't even <laughs> so know like would movie. read books. Um, so it was like exactly like the movie. Uh, and uh, and so I was shooting another movie at the time. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And I read it on over a weekend and I couldn't put it down. I loved it. But again, I didn't think of it as a movie yet because I just wasn't in that. I was in the middle of a movie. It wasn't until a couple years later uh, that my sister emailed me again and was like, hey, why aren't you making this movie again? This seems like perfect for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that book. And so I reached out to my agent and he sent me. He's like, oh, Nina Jacobson's producing it. I'll send you the script. I read the script. Uh, I loved it. And I said, I need to make this movie. And he said, how did you know they sent it to you on Friday? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, you asked me the same day that they sent it to you uh, to consider. And that was that's when I knew like wow. the universe is saying I, I've got to make this movie. Yeah. So you said when you first read it, you weren't thinking about it in terms yeah. of the movie. That kind of makes me wonder. So when you read books or anything in general, do you not see cinema? Oh, no, of course. No, I, I, I read it for the medium that's in so I can enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's just when you're making a movie, um, it's hard to think of other movies. Um, sure. I, I, they're more of escapes to get my brain off of my own movie mm-hmm. at the time. And so I, I was just literally in my head. And, but at the same time, I also probably was held back by the idea that a movie like this isn't an obvious thing for a studio at that time, especially. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so my own brain sort of trapped me. Whenever you looked at the script and it was like, okay, I'm going to make this, what were mm-hmm. some of those visual ideas that started to bubble up? Um, I just love the idea of an Asian American going to Asia for the first time. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have a lot of characters in the book, but but Rachel Chu in particular, she's from Cupertino, which is where I'm from, where my family's from. Um, there's a lot of references for things that I recognize in my own life, and I knew that it was a really fun way. It's almost Alice in Wonderland type story of her going to this crazy place uh, and finding herself by going through this adventure. So I think that was what got me. The rich stuff, of course, all the brand stuff was like fun, but I don't. That doesn't necessarily communicate story to me um it was really um uh knowing that in that world we could tell a great story um and we could root for this love uh, this couple uh was really what got me yeah now this is the first hollywood film in 25 years to be centered mm-hmm. on the asian american experience which uh you know even at a time when like underrepresented communities are crushing these these kind of stats that's still a staggering one it's, you know? it's nuts um <clears throat> It's been um, <clears throat> it's crazy to think in 2018 that 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 that, that we're still here, um, but here we are. So we've got to change things, and um, and you know who knows the reasons. I, I've been around for 10 years, so I'm proud of the problem, and that's what I realized of reading the uh, the Twitter feed and reading all the stuff. I realized that. Um, I realized that if anything was going to change, um, we had to do it on the ground, and I was here. And mm-hmm. uh, so uh, that's, that's, that was a di- just a, literally a, a decision I had to make in my own life. And I was getting older, and I realized, what else am I contributing to, this, to cinema, a medium that I love so much? Like, what am I actually bringing new to this world? And I knew my specific story. Um, and if it helped a couple people, it was, was worth pursuing. I mean, that's great that you put it on your shoulders like that and say that, that you're part of the problem. But nevertheless, like, I mean, what's what was your experience like breaking your own barriers in this industry? I mean, you should... Yeah, it's – it was – I mean, like anything in this world, like you sort of – my parents always taught me, you know, they came over from China, Taiwan with not knowing a word of English. And they said, people are going to treat you certain ways. Don't spend your energy um, – thinking about it focused on your own journey prove to them that you're better than what they think so that's the way my philosophy always was um coming to hollywood i didn't want to be the asian director i wanted to be steven spielberg i wanted to be tim burton i wanted to be all these people i looked up to 
And so you get self-conscious about your own cultural identity. Um, and you feel like maybe it's something you're supposed to hide, to mix in. And, um, and I was in those rooms when they give you the stats of, oh, there's not a lot of Asian actors. Oh, you can't cast someone like that because the rest of the world's not going to care. Um, and you don't and – and because you think the adults know what they're talking about, you don't say anything. It wasn't until I'm – getting old uh, and having a baby that I realize and that I'm actually not lucky to be here. I earned my right to be here. And I should, if I'm going to contribute anything to this, is, is stuff that I should, that it may, is unique to my story. Um, so uh, it's been a long journey, but it was more of, again, a, a sort of self-worth um, journey for mm-hmm. myself. And knowing that as an artist, you have to uh, you have to say something. You have to got, you got to go out there, and it's fun to make fun movies. Uh, but at a certain point, um, for if you want to, to leave something for your kids to to stand on and to be proud of, you've got to put yourself out out there too. Mm-hmm. A fascinating element of this too is just getting the industry to understand. Because I saw mm-hmm. this film, I was like the only white guy. Like it was a, it was a fully Asian Asian American audience, and. They were clearly having the time of their lives, and mm-hmm. it's the kind of excitement that you, you, we were feeling around, like, Black Panther earlier mm-hmm. this year. And it comes a point where it's just, like, there's a, there's obviously a hungry demographic ready to buy the shit out of these movie tickets, yeah. to, 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 to say the least. And so at what point is it just like, look, this is good business? Yeah, and know? that's what we're trying to prove is, like, Black Panther proved there's a huge business for this. And I think also cinema depends on these kind of new ways, new perspectives. Um, you know, you can only tell the same story from the same perspective so many times. And now we're at a point where, like, if we're going to have just superhero stories, that's fine. But, like, movies were always meant to be a place um, to see stories you couldn't experience in any other way. It was an event in itself to go see it on the big screen, to sit down in a dark room and say, tell us a story. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and with the access to people editing to filmmakers writers that are that are telling their stories in their own ways to be able to bring that to cinema to refresh cinema and not just be an old and antiquity um i think is is vital for this business it's actually a necessity Mm -hmm. and i think studios are waking up to that idea and they just have to find the right stories and the people have uh, and, and on our side uh young filmmakers writers old filmmakers who haven't had their stories told need to be writing and going out there and know that this is a new day and that mm-hmm. all the walls that we have built for ourselves um, don't have to exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And that also goes for below the line, I should think. Yeah, as well. absolutely. I mean, you know, underrepresented voices across the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's important to have representation of below the line, above the line, behind the camera, in front of the camera, because conversations of representation um, are where you get the the good results Um, I'm not I don't know everything Um, I can't represent everything but when I have a discussion with Constance Wu about a certain line in the movie that she feels is offensive and I feel like it's just a joke we get to have a healthy discussion and guess what we get to make a decision together on how we approach it Mm -hmm. um, instead of just letting it slide by and letting an audience discover it and then having and then changing the way people think because of that so Mm -hmm. uh, that conversation is becoming more and more apparent that is, is a necessity in movies how do you think that translates to something on the ground, action oriented? Uh, speak for yourself. Like uh, you know, at, just back in April, you said this is a movie, not a. Mo- it's a movement, not a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. By the way, April Warner Brothers has not been shy about showing this movie, <laughs> yes, which exactly. is another clue that they think they've got something on their hands. <laughs> but uh, you know, just talk to me about that. Like, is, is there anything, any initiatives that you're uh, very interested in or passionate about, or ideas that you have as far as making this happen on the ground? 
Um, yeah, it's any way to help young filmmakers who are coming into the business. Um, that I, I watch these YouTubers and they are so talented. Mm-hmm. Wong Fu and Ryan Higa, and they're creating things um, from the ground up without anybody. This is where I started. I loved mm-hmm. making videos as a kid and, and creating those things. And um, there hasn't been a structure, uh, a system for them to then take their ideas and take it to the next level and bring it uh, to the cinema. So I hope that whatever way I can help bring that or open that door, give them the opportunity or make studio people see that there is an opportunity and there's an audience that is sitting there waiting for these th- things. Uh, that's what I hope that comes out of this. Um, and again, not just Asian people, of all of all walks of life, of anybody who has a story that we have not heard before um, that is unique to a world or a place um, of all ethnicities, I think is so exciting because cinema needs it. Yeah. And then let me also just ask you, uh, you know, that comment about having a conversation with Constance about mm-hmm. something she might find offensive. That's interesting. The movie has, or maybe the book itself, uh, I don't know if it's just the movie, but there's mm-hmm. been criticism about a lack of like South or Southeast mm-hmm. Asian representation in the film. I mean, how did you respond to that? Um, one, it's a great conversation to have. What a pleasure to have it, that we can actually have a conversation of um, when you have a character, a, a cast full of Asian actors. Um, you know, this is a very specific book. Again, what's a shame is that one movie is expected to uh, represent every single culture in the Asian... And, and that, that To me, that's an unrealistic unreal, idea. And, and we're basing it off a book that has very specific characters with very specific backgrounds and ideas. So to shove in a character that has nothing to do with what the book was actually uh, talking about... Mm-hmm. Well, one, we don't even have the room for it. Two, uh, this is one story. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I call it it's bigger than this movie. That mm-hmm. the movement is what we're trying to point to. I think Bruce Lee says, you know, uh, if I'm pointing to the moon, don't focus on my finger because you'll miss the beauty and elegance of the, of the moon itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we, are, we are human beings making movies to tell stories, to pass on a message, a truthful message, we hope. And, but we can't be the only ones. Mm-hmm. Truth comes in so many different uh, perspectives and ways, and we need those other people to, to speak up. So hopefully this cracks that door a little bit um, because through, that, through those cracks comes the light. Yeah, and really that just speaks to the underrepresentation for years that has gone on and the hunger that exists as a result. Mm-hmm. That the, the, when finally something cracks through, everyone's looking for it to represent them as well. So yes. we just need more. Exactly. We just need answer. more. And, yeah. that, and, and, and I don't blame anybody for that. I don't blame anybody yeah. for the pressure. Uh, that's just where we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Spielberg, Tim Burton. I want to circle back. Just your inspirations coming up, and you went to film school, right? Yeah, I went to USC, uh, USC right down the street fight here. On. Thank you, thank you. Did you go to SC <laughs> uh, for grad school? Oh, nice. For okay, good, yeah. good, good. I um, yeah, I loved it there. Um, didn't have any connections in the business. Did a lot of short films. I got a film. I got a little little attention. A five minute short there called Silent Beats. Uh, that's still online. Yeah. And, and then I did another short. It was a musical um, that got um, Steven Spielberg's attention, and that got me into the business. Um, really so mm-hmm. so when you were coming up when you were a kid and you were interested in movies like what what drew your eye um i loved the event of going to the theater i remember when batman 
was coming out and you got the soundtrack and you got the toys and you got the Happy Meal and you went to the theater and it was like for three days straight you went to the movie theater to watch mm-hmm. it over and over again and then you got to go home and create your own stories and you listen to the music and you dance and there's to me that that event like changed my life it made me so excited about stories mm-hmm. and um, made me feel powerful in a weird way um, I remember going to see Joy Luck Club mm-hmm. uh, my my dad dragged us into a minivan on a Sunday morning, the earliest <laughs> showing, uh, and then we laughed and we cried. I was young, too, and to be able to then go to dim sum for four hours and talk <laughs> about, oh, that's just like what auntie says. That's what, like, just like what our uncle says. Like, all those things uh, stays with you for a long time. Yeah. And so movies have always been a big part of our family. And knowing that the power of movies, uh, also when I edited stuff by myself at first, VHS to VHS, it gave me a voice, something that I felt like, oh, this is this is what I can do. I wasn't the best musician, but I played a lot of uh, music. I wasn't the best dancer, but I loved to be around dancers. I wasn't mm-hmm. the best filmer, but I loved to shoot stuff. And but when I edited it all together, I had I could I could see how they all connected, mm-hmm. and that gave me um, a tool to actually speak. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Batman. I felt the same way, honestly. Like I always mm-hmm. call that my Cecil B. DeMille moment when <laughs> suddenly movies were like a huge marketing machine, and like it was like it was everywhere. Like yeah. you, you couldn't escape the, the logo. Mm-hmm. You felt like you I were know that an was idiot that if you logo. were going to be there. Yeah, it was just like and there's movies that were shot in Manhattan. I think one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. That big Batman poster is in the middle of Times Square. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like so awesome. captured it's on so film awesome. forever. And, and 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 to say that the marketing is part of the storytelling itself. Mm-hmm. That it's not just a cynical, mm-hmm. oh, just to get get your money. Like that was part of the event yeah. is to uh, is to dress up and and hang out with your friends and talk about it and dream about it. I think that that's the power of movies. I think Warner Brothers likes this podcast even more now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It was a Warner Brothers thing. Um. I wanted to ask you something sort of out of the blue here, given mm-hmm. your work on the Bieber films and the Step Up franchise. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm always thinking about the concert film mm-hmm. as a construct, as a thing, yeah. and uh, just room to innovate. What do you totally. think about that? Like, where I, can we go with concert cinema? Absolutely. I mean, I was not even a huge concert cinema fan. Uh, when I started with Justin, I, I, I told him from the beginning, like, I, I don't want to just do a concert movie because I don't really even know who Justin Bieber is at that time. Right. Um, I was like, but what I found interesting was uh, when he posted his first video, I could go back and there was a digital fingerprint of his mom writing test, test, test. Then his neighbor <laughs> or his grandma being like, oh, this is cute. And then his, his grandma's neighbor being like, oh, should I, can I send this to my friends? And then you just see it. You literally watch him grow and change. And I thought there was a really interesting piece of evidence that we had to to experience his growth in real time as it happened and not to make it just about a concert but to tell his story of how he became who he was which was the first time ever was the audience chose him to be their star not some corporation and that the music even though maybe it was packaged sort of pop music it recontextualized can tell a beautiful story of, of this growth of, from, from a boy to a star mm-hmm. um, and his family around him both blood and not um, so I loved that idea of going into that movie um and i think music is such a beautiful way to tell story and so um any way to innovate and and there's one thing where you just go to experience a concert there's another thing of communicating to anyone who's watching that movie whether they're a fan of that artist or not that this is how it makes you feel Mm -hmm. this is what you think about when you hear this song this is what the story that this 
artist is giving you when you hear this. I, I, I think that's that's that has a lot of room to innovate in, in the concert yeah. movies for sure. Are you you think you're gonna get back into that? I would love to do yeah. more for sure. Okay. For sure. Listen up, bands. <laughs> uh, and I also wanted to talk about the the Thai cave rescue, the big harrowing mm-hmm. event we've just uh, kind of witnessed. Yeah, you're planning to to work on something based on that. So yeah, what do you talk to me about that? What what story obvious beyond the obvious do you want to tell there? Yeah, well, we're very early yeah. stages. Um, I'm in my listening phase, so I'm listening to a lot of uh, to to different stories and different things and um, and how to approach. The, at the same time. Um, maybe it's not me directing. Maybe it's not me having anything to do with it. I don't know. I, I wanted to send a message to anyone who is thinking about making this movie with an agenda mm-hmm. that they better do it right, that this is an important history that we want to make sure is fair. Mm-hmm. I don't. Every artist has the right to do whatever perspective they want on mm-hmm. anything. I, I never want to encroach on an artist's uh, point of view. However, I just want them to know that we're here now, and we want to make sure that if you're telling the story, you tell it fairly. Uh, fairly, and, and, and if I'm the person to help do that, then so be it. If I'm the per- just a steward to help connect the right dots between f- Thai filmmaker, Thai writers, and the story, then so be it. Um, I was very defensive about, in a way, about these families who may be signing up for a Hollywood thing that wasn't really a Hollywood thing. And, and after doing Crazy Rich Asians, I realized the power and responsibility that we as artists in Hollywood have that... Um, that we can actually uh, make a statement and mm-hmm. have impact, um, and uh, and so we're in that phase. It's very early, but we're I'm I'm, I'm listening a lot. Got it. Uh, beyond that, what do you, do you have any idea what's next for you, or is that just the worst question to ask? <laughs> no, no, I'm this? <laughs> uh, I'm prepping on um, in the Heights, which is Lin Manuel yeah, Miranda's right. yeah. um, musical that uh, we shoot in, in in New York next year. So uh, I'm prepping that. I'm doing. I'm shooting a couple episodes of a. Um, of an Apple series that we just sold to them, so that would be really fun mm-hmm. um, in the next several months. Um, I think so, you'll yeah. be involved with Kevin's uh, Amazon deal uh, Who knows? You never on? know. He's got to ask me, <laughs> and then we'll see. Uh, I would love to, Intent. of course, of course. So, uh, Kevin, you have my number. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, regarding In the Heights, so what are some ideas there to, to bring it off the stage and, and, and mm. make it cinematic? I mean, uh, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. It's a really hard one to convert into a movie, and we've worked years on finding the right way in. We have found something I can't tell you yet, but <laughs> it's really great. And when the immigrant story is under attack, um, and you want to tell what it means to be an immigrant in this country and how much how great this country really is because of it. Um, uh, this story from the stage show um, has 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 always been a celebration of, of community. Yeah. And so I'm excited to share that. It's not political. It's not all that stuff. It is a celebration of life and joy and family and an all-Latino cast, which is also very rare. Uh, so to be able to do that um, on that level with the master himself, Lin Manuel Miranda, uh, something I couldn't could never pass up. So we have some we have some big plans for it. If you could bottle that guy's positivity, oh my and gosh, enthusiasm and sell it. <laughs> yes, you'd, you'd be a I want him on my left, and I want the Rock on my right. And your <laughs> totally. life would just be awesome. Oh my god, your social media would be off the hook. Too. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the movie's called Crazy Rich Asians. It opens August fifteenth. Yep. Uh, please go see it. I'm sure you will because uh, it's going to be drawing you there. It's one of those movies that uh, I think people will be hungry for at the cool. end of the summer. So congratulations. Thank you. Congrats on your recent nuptials as well. Appreciate it. One week ago, so this is my honeymoon. <laughs> His honeymoon is promoting the movie with me. <laughs> Go check it out. And John, too, thank you for doing the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you.